What's happened to the Ten Commandments? Used to be you could find them posted on classroom walls, carved on monuments in courthouses and in public buildings, and hanging in the walls of living rooms in countless houses across the country. People knew them, they respected them, and they lived by them, or they tried to. They at least believed in them and thought that they were a good standard laid down by God himself. But something has changed. Our social lives, our public entertainment, even in our laws, they reflect moral standards that are increasingly not influenced by religious values. It begs the question, are the Ten Commandments relevant anymore? Are they a valid guide for living today? Should we be keeping the Ten Commandments? Is there a place for the Ten Commandments in society today? Is there a place for the Ten Commandments in your life? Well, the answer to these questions is yes. Today, let me show you why. More than 200 years, the Ten Commandments served as the moral guideposts for American society, just as they had for Western society for hundreds of years before. They helped to define our common sense of human rights, decency, family, and our basic obligations to God and fellow man. They were considered so important for the success of society that they were taught in public schools. They were recognized as a divine code of law and a model on which the civil codes of law were patterned. In America, you can find depictions of Moses and the Ten Commandments in prominent locations of the Supreme Court building in Washington, D.C. And in the lawmaking chambers of American government, Moses' image appears engraved in marble in the most prominent spot among the 23 plaques of lawgivers that hang over the gallery doors in the U.S. House of Representatives. Fisher Ames, the U.S. congressman who proposed the original wording for the First Amendment of the American Constitution back in 1789, that's the same amendment, by the way, that's used today to remove the Ten Commandments from U.S. classrooms and courthouses, well, he believed that the Bible should be the principal text in our schools. Clearly, he and the American founders with him felt that it was important to honor the code of the Ten Commandments. And yet, in August of 2003, Workers acting on the authority of a United States federal court entered the state courthouse in Montgomery, Alabama to remove a monument to the Ten Commandments that had been erected in the rotunda of that building. Well, the move met with fierce public debate and even the desecration of other monuments on public grounds. But more significant than the removal of the monument is the rapid removal of the Ten Commandments from public life in Western society. Changing moral standards have made the Ten Commandments seem obsolete and archaic at best. And some of the commandments are even considered to be immoral by some, by a new set of secular standards that govern our laws and our educational system. Business owners have been fined and have had to close their businesses for trying to operate in ways that are consistent with their own belief and practice of the Ten Commandments. And those that speak out in defense of certain moral principles of the Ten Commandments that were once a universal standard, they're now accused of hate speech. The entertainment industry has completely normalized and even celebrated sexual relationships that were considered immoral by a society that honored the Ten Commandments. And police dramas routinely depict dangerous bad guys today as intolerant, 
ignorant religious fanatics. The Ten Commandments that were once honored and that used to be memorized by school children, they're now disparaged, ignored, or forgotten. Most people can't even name them. Can you? A survey that was done by Kelton Research several years ago found that more people could name the ingredients of the Big Mac hamburger than could identify the Ten Commandments. And even a U.S. congressman, a strong supporter of the Ten Commandments, who co-sponsored a bill to display the commandments in the House and the Senate, when he was asked to name the Ten Commandments, he could only name three. It seems like the Ten Commandments, even by its supporters, have been cast aside. But did God, when he engraved them on two tables of stone and gave them to Moses on top of Mount Sinai 3,500 years ago, did he intend the Ten Commandments to be a moral code to last the ages, one that would eventually universally and significantly apply to all people of all time? Or was it just a legal code for people living in a different day and age, far, far different from ours today? Well, even some religious people teach that the commandments were done away, nailed to the cross, and that they no longer need to be kept. But you know, that's not what Jesus Christ himself said about the commandments. Christ said in the passage of scripture that we call the Sermon on the Mount, found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, he said this. He said, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Christ, of course, did fulfill all that was foretold about him by the prophets. And then in the rest of the Sermon on the Mount, he went on to teach about the full meaning and intent of the commandments, to fill them up. Those who teach that Christ fulfilled the law and that now we no longer need to keep the law, well, they need to remember that he had just said he didn't come to destroy the law. No, in the Sermon on the Mount, we find that he taught what it means to live fully by the law, not just by the letter of the law, but by the spirit and the intent of the law. Far from making the commandments less important, he showed just how important they are and how relevant the commandments are to guide our everyday lives. They're just as true and relevant today as they were then. And if you live by them, then you'll be blessed for doing so. When a rich young man asked Jesus Christ what he must do to be saved, Jesus said, if you will enter into life, keep the commandments. Well, which, said the young man. And Jesus replied by naming several of the Ten Commandments. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, and honor your father and your mother. Far from doing away with the commandments, Jesus said to this young man, as he would to you and I today, that we have to do them if we want to enter into eternal life. And then he said, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now in saying you shall love your neighbor as yourself, Jesus wasn't quoting one of the Ten Commandments, but he was summarizing the founding intent and the purpose behind all of them. Clearly, if you love your neighbor as yourself, well, you won't murder him. You won't steal from him. You won't bear false witness or lie to him or about him. These commandments just help to define specific ways to do what God expects us to do as responsible, moral people so that we can live in peace with one another and we can have respect for one another. And that's really the purpose of every nation's laws. 
every society establishes law codes that are essential for a safe and a peaceful society. Every country has laws against stealing and murder and perjury, and these are part of the Ten Commandments. Most cultures have a strong tradition of honoring their parents and protecting the marriage and the family relationship as the bedrock of a sound society. Well, that's what the commandments to honor your father and mother and to preserve the sexual uh, sanctity, the sexual bond within marriage were designed to do. As the journalist Edward Wilson once said, somebody figured it out. We have 35 million laws trying to enforce Ten Commandments. It's no wonder that the Ten Commandments have long been seen as a basic moral code to be honored and respected, or to put it more strongly, to be lived by and obeyed. Now that last part about being obeyed, that's putting it too strongly in many people's minds today, especially when you look at how societal standards about marriage and sexuality and gender expression have changed dramatically. And we haven't even touched on the commandments that make specific religious requirements toward God. To have no other gods. To not use God's name in vain or blaspheme God. To not make idols. And to keep the Sabbath day holy as a day of rest and worship. And suddenly, in our open and secular society, a code that makes religious requirements and restricts sexual activity only to a traditional marriage, well, that just seems outdated restrictive, and even cruel to some. No, in many people's minds, the Ten Commandments just don't fit anymore in our secular society. Is there any society on earth today that recognizes the Ten Commandments as a fundamental legal code? What's it like where you are? Well, maybe the government where you are can't or won't honor them. But do they still apply to you personally? Or should they? Do they have an impact on your own personal relationship with God? Well, Jesus Christ said that they would. Ultimately, the commandments have an impact on your eternal life. Jesus Christ said so. And even beside the offer of eternal life to come, are there inherent benefits to obeying the Ten Commandments in this life, today, now? Well, there absolutely are. God even said so. When the Israelites kept breaking the commandments and bringing on themselves all kinds of awful consequences, God lamented to Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 29. Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep all my commandments, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. So God said that if they would have kept his commandments, it would have been well with them. Keeping the commandments brings natural results, natural benefits. Living by them brings peace between people, and it brings peace of mind and clear conscience for the individual. And it brings a right relationship with God. Now, these are things that are relevant today and every day and in every generation and in every society. The Apostle Paul made the bold and the plain statement in Romans chapter 7 and verse 12, that God's law is holy, and the commandment is holy and just and good. <laughs> when God gave the commandments and the statutes and the judgments to Israel, he said to Moses and to the people in Deuteronomy 10, verse 13, that they should keep the commandments of the Lord and his, his statutes, which I command you today, for your good. 
Well, God didn't give the commandments to be mean, to restrict people from pleasure or to be a burden. He gave his commandments because keeping them is good for us. They produce right results, and breaking them is bad for us and brings bad results. For man to live to his full potential and to have genuine peace, he needs to have a relationship with God. Now, I know that's becoming less and less of a popular idea today, and God is being pushed out of our lives. But that's not a good thing. Human beings are born with a hole in our lives that only God is capable of filling. Now, we try to fill it with all kinds of things that are attractive and that draw us away from God, but it never satisfies. And we live in a society that's filled with things to keep us busy and to distract us, more so than ever. It's a secular society that tries to make God irrelevant. But God is not irrelevant. We can try to ignore it, push it away, but the truth remains. We need God. So how can we fill up that hole the right way? Well, the first four of the Ten Commandments guard and guide the relationship that we should have with our Creator. Have no other gods before me. Well, if only the true God can fill the void, then any other God or thing that we honor won't satisfy. So don't make and worship idols. They don't represent the true God. Don't be distracted from knowing the one true God. Only He can offer life. Only He can satisfy. Don't diminish Him in your minds by idols. Don't be misled by those things which are not God. Don't be distracted from the one true source of life, peace, and hope. Do not take God's name in vain. Hold God in respect. And keep the Sabbath day holy as a day to worship and learn of God. Don't let the cares of this world crowd out the time that we need to stay in relationship with Him. To know God and to have a relationship with Him is certainly in our best interest. These first four commandments are there to help us have this relationship and to keep this relationship healthy and a constant source of peace and well-being for us. But we must also be in good stead with our fellow man. And as the first four commandments show us how to love God, the last six of the commandments show us how to love our fellow man. Following these produces peace and well-being personally and in society. To find out what the commandments can mean for you, download the free booklet, God's Ten Commandments, Still Relevant Today. The world may be forgetting God, losing His blessings, but you don't have to. Find the way that leads to success, to peace, and to right relationships with God and man. Download your free booklet today. For Life, Hope, and Truth, I'm James Capo. We'll see you next time.